Hello and welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and we have with us tonight a new challenger approaching the podcast. That's right. You might know him from Wednesday Night Fights. You might know him from the stream bearing his own name. You also might know him from the Gauntlet Podcast. That's right, folks. We have Chris Tatarian with us tonight. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I feel good nailing that intro in one take, hey, folks. I, That's I, right. I'll, they call me one take Joe Monday for nothing. <laughs> That was a that was pretty catchy. I uh, I like that. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I I said I saw what you said last week. Let's kind of reel this back a little bit. You had posted a couple things on Twitter uh, recommending people not play Ken. That came up on the sub. People shared some words about that, and I said, "Well, let's give him a fair shake and say let him say what he wants to say about the topic." So it's not just you know, exploding out to the crazy ends of what people think. Like, let's be, let's be real about it. What is wrong with Ken? And I want you to say it out of your own, because like you are a very talented player. You know what you're doing. It's not like you're just saying that out of nowhere. Uh, and so I want to dig into it. But before I do that, let's get into like the, the business end of stuff first. So what do you have going on? Let's pitch all your social media stuff right up front because people don't listen to the end of podcasts ever. When they hear that it's closing up, they just shut it down. Everybody knows that. So let me know where people can find you. Uh, It's a shame, though. You know, podcasts are a pretty nice thing. But um, you could find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Tatarian. I'm pretty sure that's where all of my, uh, uh, what, what, what can I say? All of the things that are usually posted about me are from my Twitter, and you'll get a lot of entertainment from my Twitter, a lot of salt as well. So you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Tatarian. I like to do a lot of weird shit, so my Instagram is filled with kind of my personal life and the things that inspire me, and a lot of artistic artistic type of things. I've been dabbling in that a little bit more, and I don't really use Facebook, so don't look for me on Facebook. Like, like what? What you got going on on the gram? Uh, I don't know. I, I just have... I, I was never really an artistic person growing up. I was more into, you know, math and everything. And it wasn't until about when I, like, started college where I started to really see my mind shifting towards other things and expanding and finding an appreciation to um, just other aspects of things that I was not doing, you know? Like you listen to music, like a certain type of music is your favorite mu- music, you know, and you're growing when you're growing up, it's hard to like different types of music. You know, I used to hate country. I used to hate a lot of different types of music. But when you get older, it's kind of cool how you find a new appreciation to things. And you know, I was never really good at art. So I always try to, you know, let myself like expose myself a little bit more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and also, I want to I want to pitch this again for you, but you're also uh are you? Uh, would you say that you're co-host or like host of the Gauntlet podcast? Well, we're all we're all co-hosts. It's, it's a show yeah. made of four of us, so I guess we're all we're all hosts of the Gauntlet. You know, Jared is the main person who, you know, he's the one who kind of directs the show. So he's he's the host within the show, most definitely, and he does an amazing job at that. Do you mind giving a quick pitch for that of what you guys talk about every week? I know that. I mean, I listen to the show. I think it's good and insightful. A lot of very strong players on that podcast. But what's your what's your elevator pitch for that show? The 
the the idea of the show originated when I was talking with Brent and we wanted to come up with something that is unique to the FGC and I know that there's things like Ultra Chan mm. there's things like Ultra Chan and other podcasts as well but uh, I'm not really too sure if there's a, a professional player on these podcasts that is a host of it right? or two at that you mm. know so I wanted to give a lot of the times, uh, Shree monsters don't get to see the behind the scenes. They don't get to hear about the behind the scenes and the way that players actually feel about certain situations mm -hmm. rather than what is posted on social media. See, social media, things like Twitter is literally like, it, it's, the, it's the plane where every top player just gets to tweet some things that they can tweet just to make people happy rather than actually tweeting about how they feel as as a professional player when you look at twitter you start getting you notice that what's popular is to tweet about the most hot thing at the moment mm -hmm. and then try to like put somebody down and or kind of feed off of that you know like let me give you a better example <clears throat> like if somebody tweets something stupid for example You'll see a lot, there's a trend where you see a lot of top players and or just players in general quote that person's tweet. Mm -hmm. And then they put something like a snarky remark. And that snarky remark gets like 200, 300 likes, you know? Yeah, and that becomes FGC discourse instead of like That's actual right. conversations. Exactly. So, and it's not just in the FGC, FGC it's yeah, in like today's society. True. but. That's a that, whole other conversation we don't have that's time That's a whole <laughs> other philosophical conversation that we can get into as well. But um, and podcasts are the plane for us to do that. That's the you know we could we could talk about shit like that. But um, there's a little bit more nuance there. It's not it just is. you know I don't have 240 characters to try and make people laugh. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the the thing that I'm trying to get across here is top players they like to tweet things to make the fans like them more this allows for more opportunity this allows for people to to give you more subscriptions this allows for people to just like yeah. oh this is the this is the player's mind this is really how this person thinks when in reality the top player is like i'm just trying to make a little bit more money so i'm going to tweet something good about this you know put what I'm someone saying? on blast or <laughs> oh, i'm going to yeah. put somebody on blast rather than actually expressing how they feel now they a lot of the people i'm not saying 100 percent. i'm not trying to, to make you call someone out i'm not, we're not, no, we're not about I'm, that i don't need to call anybody out because they already know you know what i'm saying like That's true. Every, everybody that does it knows and i'm not gonna say here that i've never done it because i'd be a hypocrite i've done it myself how do you think i'm telling you about this true. You know stop saying? playing ken <laughs> well <laughs> we'll get to that yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that we're definitely gonna get to that but um, well, if anything, the stop playing Ken kind of brings more hatred than it does uh, likes. But um, so essentially, the the show I kind of directed off from the show, so I can give you a little like mindset of a player. The mm -hmm. show is to is designed actually, first of all, to help the people. It's designed to m make the people start thinking about the things that they were not before. For example, how to uh, understand neutral game, how to develop your footsies, how to get over this, how to, you know, find a solution to that. We provide that for the players and we allow them 
to think about it, to sit down and, and say like, hey, this, there's somebody that's giving me tips now. Instead of me having to deal with it myself, there's somebody actually telling me, take these steps and you'll become a better player. And I feel like when commentators do that, it doesn't click as well as when a player is telling you, a player in that position is giving you that advice that, hey, I, I was there where you were, mm -hmm. now listen to what I did, and you can take these steps, this is how you become a better player in the game, you know? And it's, I, I think we've done a really, really good job of, of helping people because we, we receive emails, we receive uh, a lot of tweets um, from these people that are like, yo, we're listening to House Sotarian Tips and it's helping out. And it means a lot to us. But besides the, the Street Fighter part, the main, you know, thing we want to we want to do with the show is for people to get to know us a little bit better. You know, from from the Internet, you only get to see who this person is for so much. And you see what the comments are saying about that person. You start thinking this is who that person is mm -hmm. rather than actually listening to the person speak about himself or herself. We don't really get to know the people. You know, when I was a stream monster, I used to wa watch all these people on, you know, Justin.tv, you know, and when Twitch first started. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, man, I want to meet these people. Like, oh, like, you look at the pop, what everybody is saying, like, oh, this person's such a piece of shit. So you automatically think this person is a piece of shit, you know? So your first encounter with him is like a little suspect. But it's just a better way for you to get to know the person. I've, I've found so much value in this community by mm -hmm. getting to know people rather than just making that original judgment, you know, that all humans do. But, uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, and then it's it's for good players talking about talking from experience on how to improve as a player, and there's yeah. something to to say about that. Yeah. Uh, and Sorry, that was a little. No, that's that's good. That's good. We have at least I know I have the time for it. You might not having to go to Wednesday night fights tonight. No, that's, so, that's all good. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I think that that's a, a good platform to jump off into our the topic of the day, which is to stop playing Ken. Mm -hmm. Now, I've brought up uh, a document that you posted. When did you post this this Google Doc? This it was actually a while ago. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Um, I don't exactly remember when, mm -hmm. but it was maybe you know 2017. It was maybe a couple of months after or a month after E-League because I remember talking to John D about these inconsistencies when I was at E-League. And I told him, yo, there's these problems with Ken, like you should tell the, the, the people so they can, whoever the people are, so they can actually fix it, you know? And yeah. he was like, okay, well just send me, send me like a document of all of these problems and I'll send it over to them and you know, I'll, I'll try to make that happen. And I was like, okay, for sure. So I hit up Ryan Hart, who was playing Ken at the time and uh, Urian, but I hit up Ryan Hart, you know, I was in contact with Julio, with Brent, these are, and then on top of that, Momochi as well. <laughs> so yeah. there's and Big Bird. So that's five Ken players on top of me who are who are known. Who, who the top the top Ken players. The top Ken players, yeah. you know. And um, and you, you came know, they up all, with this. You know, okay, there's yeah. this. There's that. There's this. There's that. You know, and we all talked about it. And we're like, okay, yeah, there's there's this problem happening as well, and there's that problem. So I made that list from a collective of six Ken players that. You know, we sat down and we talked about it on, on, on the chat. Right. Um, and yeah, that's essentially how the, the document was made. It was originally made right after E-League to okay. send to John D. And I, and I had emailed them that document. 
So there's a little extra gravitas to this document than even I thought going into. I thought maybe this was just your work and maybe bouncing ideas no. off of Brent, but no, this is this is all no, no, the this was, yeah, this was, yeah, absolutely. This was talked about by you know all, all the Ken players, and you see, I'm not I'm not stupid. I'm not going to be the only one who just writes out a list of the problems with my character. You know, I'm going right. to talk about it with the respectable others who are known within the community who are who. You know the 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 I don't want to call them the stream monsters, but the general public of the FGC would trust the public monsters. Yes, source. yes, I know. Right. <laughs> well, I wanted a reliable source. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it would behoove us to kind of run down this list uh, and maybe talk into detail of things that aren't on this list. Uh, I don't know if you have you have it up, but I'll I'll run down this list of twelve. Uh, yeah, twelve things that are listed as inconsistencies uh, with Ken. I want to get into like maybe why they don't work or how they can be fixed in some instances. Uh, But the first one, which I actually think is the the most problematic is Ken's crouching strong into target combo, uh, back medium punch, hard punch, target combo, sometimes whiffs. If, Ken lands that crouching medium punch as a counter hit. Uh, and now this is still including after, you know how they made that patch and then the counter hit pushback has changed on, on some levels. Well, yeah. And it has been on certain, the pushback certain. itself has, yes. think if I can say this right. So the pushback itself has been reduced. But the reason why this particular one doesn't work sometimes uh, for one main, one of the main reasons that I could come up with, and I had tossed this idea over to Hatson and Weed, who are those people who run SF5 Sim. Uh, they do a ton of work with hitboxes, and they they look into the matrix. Uh, and with this one in particular, uh, with certain counter hits, uh, it's that the pushback or the push box on certain normals is active on frame one on some normals. In a lot of cases, it's a lot of people's fastest light, like three frame normal. And that slight change in that pushback causes that combo to whiff because it is a very tight combo. So as a, as a top chem player, what do you think should or can be done about this? Uh, I don't want to say that this is an only Ken problem. This is obviously in the game, True. and it's a problem. No character should have to deal with getting punished, getting punished for making the right read. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's obvious like certain circumstances circumstances in Street Fighter Four that led to like weird character specific things. But it was just that it was a character specific thing. One one character out of you know, not every character had that problem. Yeah, you get a certain combo on DJ because his hands and out it, there, or Abel's exactly. got a big yeah. Okay. Exactly, but those were sick. You know, those were actually sick. Those combos were godlike. Yeah. But the the problem here is that with other characters, it's not as important as it is with Ken because this is his bread and butter combo that is the most damaging combo. So, and it, it starts with the button that you're most likely to meaty someone with. Exactly. I see. I can meaty somebody with jab, but even that sometimes with. Uh, whips the back strong or the back strong fierce part might whiff and that's another thing but um but you want to use crouching strong because that's a button that is easy to meaty with you know it's a good button and you plus 
two off of it and it leaves you at a certain distance that you're comfortable with it sets up a whole meta with ken you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah and yeah. I, I i shouldn't have to not do the most optimal thing with my character because of the game just randomly not being okay with it you know and when i say that obviously it's not like there's this you know game that's going that's flowing and then oh you know like a bug there's obviously pushback uh hurt box problems yeah, yeah that that needs to be fixed you shouldn't put a player in a situation where they're playing for thousands of dollars and they have to they, they're thinking about how am i going to open this person up mm -hmm. and then they finally succeed with that thought of you know what i opened this person up now let me do my combo Right. I shouldn't have to think about now let me think about doing my combo because now there's that extra layer of is this combo going to whip in this situation is it worth doing in this situation and the, the problem with Ken is that this is not just one combo it's not just crouch strong back strong almost every single bread and butter he has is unreliable meaning it can randomly drop in a weird situation and in this game there's a lot of weird situations. Yeah, so. now when you say, because I, I want to nail this down specifically, because when you say randomly, uh, mm. there's, it's really just very highly specific instances. Uh, for example, I actually have the hitbox viewer up uh, on the screen. So this is really only for people who might want to watch the video of this, but you can do this yourself on SF5 Sim. Uh, I have... Ken uh, ending a combo with a hard kick tatsu, dashing up and meeting with crouching medium punch. And I have an Alex set to stand light punch on wake up. Now, Alex in particular is one of those characters, even though he's a big body, that stand light punch has a push box on frame one. And because of that, and we can thumb through the image here because of that, it will make this back medium punch whiff after. So I have him waking up, stand light punch. You'd see it in the corner of the script. He gets hit, counter hit, push back outside the range of back medium punch. Now it, it would make sense for Alex if he's going to press a button on wake up to pass, to press as fast as normal. It makes sense to press stand medium or stand light punch. And that's true of other characters uh, who have push boxes on frame one. I think Ryu has it as well. But that list of normals is incredibly highly specific. You would have to look through every single normal and think, or at least button check every single character, and then yeah. know in your mind. Well, you can't yeah. even know when you see it that you got yeah, counter hit by yeah. that normal. He might have done something else. Exactly. So you don't know if it was hit by that because you can't see that one frame how it started. You're not going to exactly. be able to know. Exactly. So, so like, you're not so going like, to choose a less damaging combo off of a counter hit. Yeah. Because that's nonsense. That's not how <laughs> counter hits. That's not how fighting work. games work. You know, that's not how. Yeah. It, it, I shouldn't let Ibuki live. If you know what, if I have a chance to kill her, I'm gonna kill her. I don't want her to even have zero percent life. Correct. You know? and I don't. I don't want that the situation ever. Even if I have a hundred percent, I've lost games like that, and, mm -hmm. and it's, it's not worth it. You know, it's it's really not. And I, I actually I asked the all the hitbox people that I know, like the people who are highly into this. I was like, does anyone have a list of frame one pushbox? 
frame one, the push box extends. Does anyone have that list? And mm-hmm. that list does not exist. So this is uh, this is not something that anyone is like. Nobody's gonna do that. Nobody's no, gonna. It, it would be nonsense. It would be nonsense to do that. So I am I am with you on that one. That one in particular. And I think one of the solutions, or at least my solution, would be. Uh, well, the, hmm, I don't know, because we can get into this a little bit later. I don't the know if we want to jump ahead on this list, because the, the back medium punch <laughs> thing is, <laughs> there's more problems with it than, than yeah. just this. Uh, the, the solution is simple, man. The solution is simple. Just have somebody who gives a fuck about testing something <laughs> and let him actually test it. Don't put in the patch notes that, yo, we fixed it, and then I try it, and it's not fixed. Like, what At what point in in the fucking what's it called the breaking room the fucking situation room whatever it's called at what point were they sitting down and thought okay we're gonna say we're gonna actually write down that this is fixed we did this for you guys and then knowing that it's not fixed that was that were they just like yeah fuck it or you know i don't i because i can't understand I you know? think in this situation, Ken is one of the very few characters where because the link between crouching medium punch to back medium punch mm-hmm. is it's on the razor's edge in terms of being able to combo at all. Like if you walk backwards for a single frame after that yeah. crouching medium punch, it'll whiff. Not that it won't link, it will whiff entirely just and by I'm not walking even back. Asking like, oh, make it easier. Oh, I can't walk back. It's not a. It's not about that. Like I'm already having to hit confirm. Right. In input lag. Like, come on. What 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 more do you like? What more do you want? What, Which we can get oh, to. Uh, I'm actually going to drop down to number three next because this yeah. also involves the back medium punch hard punch ta- target combo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which says if Ken hit confirms, uh, this just says back strong. But what I think you meant to say here is crouching medium punch to back strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's if it's like the latest possible that you can do it, the fierce can whiff. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely! Absolutely! That that has happened to me in tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has happened to me in tournament, and that's nuts. That's actually nuts. You confirm the back strong. Yes. You confirm it, and then. It, with the fierce just whips in front of your face and you're just like what did i do to deserve that <laughs> why like i confirmed it why <laughs> why did you like, why did you do that to me that was unfair and then the right. mika play is fucking oh come on grab it oh, yeah. and you're dead clap Stay okay, that's it but like i'm over here fucking my veins are popping out as i'm trying to like hit confirm <laughs> you know but, right. it, it, this one in particular is this is tough because the cancel window is so large that just by them in that reeling back animation of that backing back medium punch causes mm-hmm. them to move just out of range mm-hmm. of stand hard punch to think mm-hmm. that it's it's possible to do that at all the possible fix for that could be to tighten the window on when you can cancel it or that that didn't happen in in season one. That never happened to me in season one. It was only after season two. Hmm. They they changed the uh, the I think they changed the hit stun and the block stun on back strong, hmm. and like there was a weird. It, it felt weird hitting it after season one. Um, 
So I think maybe there was like more pushback on it as well that caused that issue. I don't know, man. After season one, fucking, they just nerfed everything. To, and I don't understand why. Yeah, yeah it's that's that's strange to hear. I, I didn't trace this one back that far uh, to know if, that. If, see, the thing is, like, I don't mind nerfs. Just make them understandable. You know, right. don't nerf something that my character actually relies on to to hit somebody. You know, I'm like, what else do you want me to do? You want me to hit him with a jab and then walk back? Like, you know what I'm saying? If I have a read on somebody, I should be able to hit confirm the back strong. And you've already hit them. Yeah. They're and already, in, they're already right. in hit stun. I made the right, I made the right read. <laughs> right. Uh, and kind of going along with that, the next one I think I want to hop down to. I know I'm going out of order, but I think just conversation-wise, this, oh, this is how this works. Yeah. Uh, but drop down to number 11 on this list. Mm-hmm. And I'll also link this list in the comments for everyone else to see so they can follow along. Uh, number 11, which is medium kick roundhouse target combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, will whiff sometimes when whiff punishing. Mm-hmm. I actually did some testing on this and asked some other people to test this in current patch uh, in AE. At what range will standing medium kick roundhouse whiff? Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's the furthest it can connect? And I actually started up uh, from starting distance uh, if you walk Ken like one and a half, just about one and a half tiny squares past the red line, mm-hmm. you can hit them with a standing medium kick, a standing Ryu with standing medium kick, but the roundhouse mm-hmm. will whiff. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain range where even at max range, it can whiff. So as someone that was, like... That was actually one of the things that was fixed. That was one of the things that was in the patch notes that right. got fixed. I, I people that were just listening can't see that you just did air quotes when you said fixed. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but that's that is one of the things that was fixed. And as someone who plays Ken, does that still affect your game when you absolutely. think about with punishing? I, I, absolutely, one hundred percent. Because Ken's buttons are not um, they're not as long range as other characters in this game. So if I make a if I make a right read on my opponent is going to press his button that outranges me because it does outrange me. So my only type of defense move in this situation is to preemptively press my standing medium kick and catch them with a counter hit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that button goes that far. Right. Now, I'm not doing it from a full screen. I'm doing it from a reasonable range that the, you know the medium kick hits. My roundhouse should connect afterwards. Why? Because... For me to get that medium kick to hit, it meant that it would have whiffed if he did not press a button and he could have whiff punished me. So not only am I making a right read, but I'm also taking a risk of whiffing a button. So, and the fact that on top of that, I'm not rewarded with the actual hit confirm, that's what bugs Ken players. That shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. You're right. forcing me to just eat it now. You know, you're just forcing me to not use any of my tools, not to trust any of my tools. Even if I have the right read, I'm now at a disadvantage because the right read is going to cause me to lose. Right, because outside of a whiff punish, where is standing medium kick to roundhouse that useful, really? Stand stand medium kick to roundhouse is not used as a whiff punish more so than it's used as a counter poke. It's used for a situation where if I'm walking my opponent down, right? 
mm-hmm. and or wa- watching him come to me, right? So I mean, I don't know, since you said there's a visual part as well, I'll, I'll kind of show with my hands. So if I'm, <laughs> you, when you're saying, right. when you're saying that, uh, is there a visual? So, so no, people, actually, people can see that if, if you're okay. watching the video of this, yeah. I, there's a lot more people who just listen to the podcast, but there, okay, there is well, video if people want to see this, he's holding his hands up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just showing you like character A, character B, you know, it's just Ken. <laughs> right. If, you know, you can use stand medium kick with Ken as like, a, oh, he just put out a button and I'm going to whip punish it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or the better way to use stand medium kick is if he's approaching you and you make a precise read on him, want like him wanting to press a button, then you counter with your stand medium kick and you hit him as he presses his button. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's button so check. It's, yeah. You button check, you counter poke them because you're making that read that because now he's in range of his button, he's going to feel comfortable pressing it. So I'm going to hit him with a counter. You know what I'm saying? That's the counter stand medium kick, and then I want to confirm it. Or the offensive approach would be if you see your opponent walking back and you're walking him down, and eventually he's gonna. When you get close to him, he's gonna want to press a button. He doesn't want to take the throw, or he's gonna try to tech. Right. So when you're walking at your opponent and you get in that sweet spot, when you feel like he's gonna press that button, you press that medium kick and it connects. Roundhouse, you hit him. Right. Mm, but correct. the problem is that. I can't use it for any one of these situations anymore, and especially not as a whiff punish. Right. So I have to find another way to open up my opponent on top of dealing with medium kick, medium kick, medium kick, medium. You know what I'm saying? Like it just requires more risk, right? And it's it's just too uncomfortable there. Even if it requires more risk, I'm not somebody who is like, oh, my character has to take a risk. Boohoo! It's more like, yo, I don't. If I'm taking that risk, fucking reward me. Right. If I'm taking that risk that you want me to take, reward me for it. Don't punish me for making the right read. I'm not complaining about the risk. Fuck it, I'll whiff a million buttons and lose. But if I make the right read, reward it. Don't hurt me for doing that. The right thing. And they even how risky it is. They did attempt to like kind of fix this this problem uh in I actually can't remember if it was the latest patch or the patch right before AE, uh, which caused characters' hitboxes or hurtboxes to be moved forward after, like, if they were canceled out of a normal, mm-hmm. which basically meant they ended up closer to you if you stuff them or or if you whiff punish them is the, how that one worked out. But with standing medium yeah. kick in particular, you don't know where they're going to end up. Oh, yeah, no, no way. So in that sense, it, it's, it's unreliable. Weird, it's a weird, like freeze you know it's a weird freeze mm-hmm. with stand medium kick uh so what are i guess this is kind of an offshoot question but could in that range could you use standing medium punch to a similar effect or a more risky effect you can but you have to confirm off of one hit right with stand medium punch and if they've entered that space and then got hit max range walking forward into it because mm-hmm. that's the case with standing medium kick if they walk it's, into it's max range off. It's a safer option and it goes further than stand medium punch. Right. Because the button goes further, it gives me a little more room to... You can contest that space. You exactly. can challenge it. Instead of just holding it and holding it, holding it, I can actually contest it. Why am I saying I should be allowed to contest it? Because my button reaches that far and it's meant to right. confirm. If it did not reach that far, I'm not gonna try to fucking jab somebody 
where I should use time medium kick. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you. And I think this this wraps up that that button because if you, it's best use case is to contest space and stop people yes. from walking forward yes. where when it does hit at max range when it would be hitting someone walking forward let's say they walk forward at, into max range right into the right into his toe mm-hmm. the stand roundhouse will whiff yeah because at, when it does hit max range I, I tested this right before this mm-hmm. when it hits very max range it will whiff so the the thing is um I want to leave off with this and it's that stand medium kick you're not going to be using when you're like really close to your opponent you don't want to use a button that looks longer than it how do I how do I explain it like the reason why back strong is is a good is a better button to use Mm -hmm. than stand medium kick when you're closer to your opponent is because it's a quick check it's a quick you know, like back Fast. strong, and yeah. he reels it back. Stand medium kick, you block it, and you, in your mind, you recognize that you just blocked stand medium kick. It's minus two. I'm gonna press a button. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas yeah. back strong, I could kind of like back strong, and sometimes get away with another back strong. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all visual as as well. There is there is a visual game that is being played, just as much as in the actual you know mental game. Right, right. That's I yeah I'm in agreement with that. Smart way of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, next one I want to jump to because um, I don't know how much time exactly we have. I don't know if we're going to run through this entire list. And also, this is kind of an older list, so I'm going to go to the ones that I think are still the most applicable. Yeah. Uh, number nine, uh, which is Thunder Kick into Light Kick Tatsu. Oh my God, bro! I'm, I don't even <laughs> fucking talk about that. That before you continue, this happened to me at E League. This happened to me at e-league against luffy out of all people this happened to me against the fucking top armika in the world and imagine that i did not complete my combo because i was so scared that it's gonna drop and you know what i didn't do my combo and because of that i lost Mm. oh that's interesting to think about that yeah think about that (laughs) yeah that you you even if you saw it hit weren't weren't okay with letting that tatsu rip did no i did the light tatsu i even did the light tatsu it hit twice i didn't follow up with the dp Hmm. okay so maybe talk talk exactly about what this this one is let's run through exactly what this is okay so Uh, this problem is oh do you want it do you want no no you go ahead you go ahead you talk about it i've introed a lot of these so i'll let you go go ahead and talk this one through Okay, so uh, in season one, Ken's overhead was really good, really strong. Um, and in season two, they slowed it down by three extra frames. And they uh, they decreased the range of it as well. So they slowed it down by three extra frames. They decreased the range that it hit because it, it went really far, if you don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, obviously like good nerf you know thank you should have done that 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 overhead was really godlike yeah it was really Um, good but in season uh two because they slowed it down and nerfed it twice they gave it the ability to combo easier if you timed it meaty you get a combo off of it you get a light tatsu into heavy dp or if you're in the corner you get a beefy ass light dp heavy dp Mm -hmm. now that overhead was minus two meaning i gave up my turn Right, if it's and I know that I got a reward from it, but fuck me if I get a reward from something, you know. Um, 
You're not allowed to talk about rewards with Ken. Yeah, please. yeah. Not I'm on not, this show, please. I'm not. I'm not. So the whole thing is that they, you know, they made it minus two. And even in season two, I was like, fuck, if I overhead, he's going to, you know, he's, it's going to be his turn now. Mm-hmm. Now in season three, the overhead is minus four, meaning I'm getting punished if I go for this. So you're telling me that if I go for this move, that's going to punish me. And I hit them with it. And then I try to follow the combo that I'm going to get punished for it, for hitting them. It's not going to work. The combo is just not going to work sometimes. What's why? (laughs) So I looked into why this sometimes doesn't work of like the at least the there's no physical possible way that somebody is going to be able to fucking have the all-seeing eye and see the exact frame of that was he standing crouching you know when it hits meaty it hits meaty in this game the visual is like a fucking crunch the character gets smacked and well follow here's the actual problem with this is that in is when you say meaty it's actually not a a perfect frame it doesn't one. get on the first frame anymore yeah. that which, was the from season two to season three which is important here yeah because if your overhead does hit meaty mm-hmm. and someone is crouching if it hits perfectly meeting you've timed it perfectly meaty and it hits them overhead and they're just holding down back there are two standing frames of animation from standing to crouching which is just like it's a thing in fighting games it's it's, this isn't the first one to have it so like absolutely not so i like let's maybe not fault it for that exactly it's just something that happens it it allows instant overheads which okay that's a benefit does actually does ken have any Ken has uh, one instant overhead, and that's uh, against Abigail. Yeah, he might have one on... Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. No, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but that in particular... Uh, yeah, he doesn't have any on regular standing characters and... No. Yeah. No. No, Ken. All right. Uh, sorry, I had to check real quick. Check my notes. Uh, But for that reason, because they're standing and it did technically hit meaty, Mm. like the way that that works is that because they're crouching, it does hit that like one frame, like late in terms of active frames. So Mm -hmm. then that like Kiktatsu can connect. Mm -hmm. But if they're standing, you hit a standing hitbox, then it doesn't work. It used There's to be no way to see that sometimes. There's no way to see that sometimes. There's yeah, it, it no would be way. very difficult, especially when you're doing an overhead that you can visually react to. And you're you're thinking about the fact that oh fuck, I might get I might lose because of this. It's a I risk. might lose because of this overhead. Yeah. It's a risky overhead. Yeah. Um so that is why that one happens. Even though that they they did fix it on big bodies. Mm-hmm. That if you do hit them crouching now, because they had a taller crouching hurt box, you would hit them on your first active frame of the overhead. And even though it would hit them, you wouldn't have the same advantage as you would have against normal size characters. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the specifics of how that particular combo works. Too many um, specifics. 
yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit specific. So this is another one of those things where if you do time it perfectly, your combo will drop. Think about what, what number are we on, though? Uh, that was, in terms of things that we've talked about, we've covered two, th- or we've covered a third of, of what, we're, what <laughs> we're talking about. And those ones are pretty big. Like, when I'm saying specifics, like, those are all the main things that I need to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Too many specifics every time I hit somebody is not a good thing. It does not allow me to have offense. You know, you know what I'm saying? Does that does that make sense? It does make like, sense. If, when there's a, when there's like certain specific things with with each thing that I have to do, then it, it's a mental overload of how am I supposed to focus on what this fucking nut is doing when I have to think about what if I even do the right thing and it's just it's just not going to work. You know, right. That one in particular would be hard to fix. Yeah, it would be. But I think you could fix it. It doesn't like if that's the case, then fucking make my speed the same way that it was in season one. Give me the range again. If I'm I don't want to risk that anymore. You should compensate. You should you should give somebody, you know, unless you really don't want the character to be played at that point, you know, which they succeeded in doing (laughs) for me, at least. One, uh, hmm. Are there any? Nah, because there aren't any moves that force crouch. There's ones that force stand. So I don't think that that's a thing that you can do. And the thing is, these these are after the the overheads that are leading into the meaties. These are right. not just like neutral overheads that I'm doing. These are after specific sequences right. that are the the best sequences to do to lead to a meaty overhead to to the one that will combo. You know, so these are all very specific situations that I have to fulfill A, B, C, and then D is gonna be the overhead right Right. and that may or may not occur depending on what they do exactly exactly even even if it does quote unquote work yeah it won't it will not have worked because of how they decided to wake up even if you get a hit exactly and i and if they quick rise it'll be bad timing if they back so i'm even making the read oh yeah yeah that's true you'll whiff it entirely yeah like how many reads do i have to do for me to you know hit you Do, do you like Meanwhile, fucking Rashid and Abigail just they do do with the dope, you know, like fucking going nuts and just getting winning for one read. That's Meanwhile, a, thinking about seven reads in one combo. Uh, hmm. So that I kind of want to lead into. All right. So to that I'll say, I mean, look, with Zangief, for example, hmm. a his light confirms got majorly nerfed. I would say, which was which was a really bad mistake they should not have done that to zangi crouching light crouching light kicked crouching light punch into lariat uh will whiff on a pretty big list of the cast if they wake up backdash Mm -hmm. or are walking backwards which is how you would hit them with the crouching light kick exactly (laughs) it's it's how you would hit them so even if you hit them you have to think about what they were doing if they were jumping back you might hit them yeah which is the other reason why you would crouching light kick it's just it covers more options uh into that Edazan isn't playing Zangief anymore mm-hmm. so what does that tell you about a character being competitive if the tools that they use to get the job done and are useful in those situations mm-hmm. should you play them at a high level okay I think that when you're starting off with Street Fighter, 
when this is when if Street Fighter Five is your you know first fighting game or first Street Fighter or something, play whatever character you like. You're obviously not competing the same way that we're competing for, and it probably won't be a while for you to compete. So, but when you're watching these your favorite players that use your character not play that character anymore, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't play them. Do have fun with the game. Like the game should be fun for you, more so than it is competitive. Don't jump into this and think, oh, I need to be competitive. Just have fun. And by you having fun, you will be competitive with the game. You will have that drive built inside of you. And that's when you can make an important decision such as, is it time for me to take this more seriously and start becoming a harder opponent to my opponents? Or is this just going to be me putting myself under a lot of stress every single time that I play? for pride yeah you know i think it, like in in Edizan's case he needs a license he does so why would he play a character that's that not he, gonna do anything for him that lacks a tool that would be extremely useful no or or there are other characters that fill that that hole in but do in it the, better but do yeah. it better yeah exactly. so hey, he's a smart he's a smart man like he, he was just mm-hmm. like fuck I'm, I'm just not gonna deal with this again and and he you know struggled as it is i mean i think zangief was really good but he zangief was really was, i have been saying for a long time zangief was very good in <laughs> in season 2.5 don't even, don't even get me started on zangief but <laughs> but the thing the main, we don't have to turn that into this this isn't about zangief i i feel uh, like zangief took some hits but he, he did he did he did uh, uh fuck zangief so i'm glad that happened but um <laughs> i have a shirt that says that but but the thing is like <laughs> you you see the approach that capcom is having with these characters if zangief is on the screen what they want is rawr, rawr, instead of jab jab you know or uh, they took away know, his light confirm they want him to be more look at his v trigger too this is true that's why i i play his v trigger too just because it's a showman's v trigger it's, it's not the good it's not the good v trigger they, they want that though so you have to realize that if this is how they picture the character then how you think this character should be played is not going to work out for you if you are trying to be a competitive player if not, do whatever you want with Zangief and have fun because the character is fun, you know. But oh, at a yeah. level, you're not having fun anymore. Right. You're you're struggling, and you're struggling hard because there's characters that are grapplers that do what Zangief does, but better in every way now, right? Alphabetically, so, I think they're near the top of the not, list. <laughs> yeah, and that's not to say that Zangief is fucking bottom five all of a sudden. That motherfucker hits you with two SPDs, you're dead. So. It's not about, you know, you're just struggling more in neutral, no doubt, but don't try, don't let these Zangief players try to creep up on you, you know? Zangief is a motherfucker. You make one mistake against Zangief, you eat a heavy SPD, you eat another SPD, you're stunned. Mm-hmm. So, he just has to take that extra risk. That's yeah, what you're, the, yeah, that's, so that's kind of how I've been playing Your in, solid in game three. will be easier. Yeah. Your solid game is a little easier now against the Zangief player. So, you... This isn't just about like Zangief being nerfed. It's about him being nerfed in the areas that will allow you to outsolid him. Yeah, if you just play fundamental defense and just think yes. about like, and you don't, if you don't crack. Yes, if, if, if you don't crack, then <laughs> this is where you see Zangief's nerfs. 
Right. If you don't crack, Zangief has always that, been that type of character. That is true. You cannot, you cannot crack against Zangief, or else you're dead after two hits. And I mean, it's pretty much every character, but with Zangief, fucking hell, man, Zangief. Uh, I I apologize for turning this into Zangief podcast. No, no, it's this, okay. this was not my intention, but it's maybe, okay. But maybe that but was in my back pocket. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> the the main thing with 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 that, I think, is to understand that. I, no, I think I'm glad that we went into that because it helps the newer player and or just the average player or somebody that's trying to get competitive kind of get a better mindset for why Itazan dropped Zangief or why Momochi dropped Ken mm-hmm. or why Big Bird dropped Ken, why mm-hmm. I dropped Ken because it's not worth it for us anymore to put ourselves in that situation when there is money to be made, mm-hmm. when there are people to impress, when there are more fans to be made you know you want to be on you want to be competitive the competitive driving you more so than the pride and everything else is going to make you be like yo i I need to win more i need to do better you know right yeah that's that's really what it comes down to is that in order to to play if you just want to play your solid game and do the, the safe options when you can and take the risks when you want to take your risks you don't want to be taking risks whenever you're doing your solid play. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to make it through a 2000 person bracket of Evo, you don't want to have to think about, you you need 2000 lists of bullshit that you can pull out at any time. Not 2000, not 2000 things that the other person has that you have to deal with. You want to be the person inflicting the bullshit. You don't want to eat (laughs) bullshit. You want to fucking rub the bullshit all over him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mentally, it it would be very difficult to run through a large bracket with multiple players who you've never met before. In this game, when you have fucking cami players just whiffing stand medium kicks 7,000 times, when you have birdie players just whiffing stand strong, and you're over here trying to like let me play some Street Fighter. Like, nah, dude. You need to really understand how your character works and fucking uh, abuse the bullshit. Abuse it. Abuse every visual. Well, look at look at look at Blanca, for example. Look at what they did with Blanca. The plushy <laughs> costume. The plushy costume and it's his ass. Hard to costume. see. Yeah. Dude, that shit is a fucking. You know, like, <laughs> like they just want the visuals. Fuck with the visuals. It's all about the eyes in this game because there's lag. If there's well, lag, and you can fuck with the eyes. That's why Ken's dash is so good. That's yeah. why his run can get away with it sometimes. Because it's I'm creating a visual game now on top of the mental game. All right, we're actually kind of running up on time a little bit here. There's there's a little bit more of a list. And a couple of these things, I think, either have been solved or... Like no, there are things not, where <laughs> none, of them, none of them have been solved. I'm, I'm not even. That's that's a little dishonest. <laughs> Just no, looking none, at this none list, none of them have been, have been solved completely. None of them have. Every single one still has that same exact problem. Every single one on that list still. I think from the last time that I've looked at it, every single problem on that list has not gotten changed. So that's a list of twelve things that are inconsistent, that are bread and butter to the character, to how the character is supposed to be played. Hmm. Sticking to your guns. <laughs> to, oh, to abso- your no, absolutely. I, no, it's because what I'm saying isn't like if if what I was saying was bullshit. Then at this point, I think I would have been like, nah, I've been lying, you know. But well, I, the things that we I, talked I, about, I can 
kind of fully get behind of like not entirely bullshit, especially as like how you want to play your solid game. There's a couple yeah. of things on this list where like if you don't DP as soon as you land after like kick Tatsu, then your DP will whiff. Or no, 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 no. If you DP perfectly, it'll still whiff. It'll still whiff. Not about like oh I I fucked up on my DP timing. No, this isn't about like fuck ups. This is about think about who I said made this list with me. This is about people that are optimal. I'm not going to just not be optimal with my character, you know? Like I, if there's a way to be optimal with my character, I'm going to be optimal as a competitive person. I'm not going to not be optimal and if and if it's my own fuck up, then it's my own fuck up and I'll hold that. But when other Ken players are telling me the same exact thing, then I'm like, "All right. I'm not tripping anymore." Uh, you know, I've practiced this in training mode. And and in in crucial times, it it's whiffed on me in tournament. So I'm not just making this up anymore. You know, I never was making it up. It's this is just a reality that has not gotten fixed. And and what really bugs me, man, is oh, it doesn't even like bug me anymore because I called it out. But after I made oh in that video, I just said like I'm not asking for buffs. Like take take that thought, please. Wherever that thought is like lodged inside of your head, just take that thought out. I'm not asking for buffs i'm asking for my character to be fixed i'm not asking for a teleport no seven hitting fireball no fucking double ex tatsus in the air i'm just asking for my character to be fixed so that way he can work he can function in the game rather than be broken and you feel like your character is incomplete and i just i still don't understand how people say oh uh, crying for buffs crying for buffs like it just it doesn't make sense to me you know if you're it, i've always like i'm a fan of getting trolled i've been trolled a lot you know like uh, brent he's he's my best friend but i grew up getting trolled by all of my you know street fighter homies i listened so, to the last episode of the gauntlet there is yeah. <laughs> there's a high level high degree of trolling on exactly on that but episode alone. Is, I'm, not, I'm not a like i'm a fan of trolling i troll myself but if you're gonna troll me do it the right way don't fucking be unoriginal. Don't say some shit that you saw somebody else post and it doesn't make sense. Like, do something sick. Like, dude, I Wednesday night fight, somebody told me I have a Rashiding hairline because I was talking about Rashid. And I was like, dude, that's fucking godlike. That's that a good a burn. That's a pretty good burn. That, that's a good burn. I gave him a clap for that because <laughs> you, something original, even if it's like a joke on you, you can laugh about it. You know, it's not serious to me to the point where, oh, they're over here saying all this. It's more of like, Yo, like, come on, I expect better from you guys from talking about me so much. Let me hear something new now, you know? Or yeah. let me hear something better instead of copy and paste, copy and paste. Because if you're actually thinking about what you're, what I'm saying, you can analyze like, yo, he's not asking for a buff. Why am I, why did I just make a meme that he's asking for a buff? It just, you got 200 likes, good shit. Because at least well, the things that we talked about here are would not be fixed by, I mean, the buff that no, because I don't even, like even extending the range of back medium punch to make sure that it will not whiff in that scenario. It's more yeah. so of like if you just if you took away frame one push boxes on like your yeah. light normals, that would fix yeah. that situation. Yeah, uh, you'd I have to go know. through and, and fix that. I don't. That I'm not. List. I'm not a developer. I don't know what needs to be exactly done. Right. I'm just saying you can do it though. Right. No well, I'm, I, I'm coming from it from from like that. I had, I have people that tested a lot of these things, and they oh, okay. they said that this is why this is happening. Yeah. Uh, but even so, even those guys didn't have a list of all the normals that that would cause it to 
to whiff in that instance. Yeah, Just that like it that. it does happen in some some instances. But all right, I think that that is probably a good place to uh, to probably cap the conversation. Unless you want to give one last pitch to to stop playing Ken, or if you want to you want to do a troll on the whole. <laughs> see the the whole thing about stop playing Ken. Like it's just for drama. Like, look at look at look at my Twitter. If I say hello, the whole FGC, oh man, they just start talking about it. So I can use that power for my advantage by creating some more drama by making the Ken inconsistencies a bigger deal by talking about it a little more. You know what I'm saying? It, well, I it's think that's important like, to that too. I, like, I, I think that there's value in completely discussing exactly why these things don't work in these instances, which oh, I, I, I think is what I, makes I, like this and the things like you do on your own pod and the Gauntlet podcast are important because going through this stuff. Or the other issue, this is like kind of un, unrelated. I kind of want to talk about this directly about the FGC in general. Is that there is not good archival data on characters the way things are right now like there used to be srk but people aren't doing long-form posts anymore a lot of it exists on twitter which is somewhat searchable moments are sometimes useful but for example it's like someone's gonna have if someone doesn't know everything about how that crouching medium punch to back medium punch will whiff on a counter hit this is the first time you're hearing that on this podcast that like for example alex's stand stand light punch will make it whiff, but his stand medium punch will not like mm-hmm. because who gives a fuck like i don't know why that works or doesn't work but specifically in that case like there's no data you can't search it so it it causes a lot of people to have or at least come from a place of ignorance yeah and i want to at least speak truth to the things that are like not maybe not like quote unquote wrong but things that are quote unquote like patchable or fixable or should probably work in a certain way versus not work in a certain way and i want there to be data to to back yes. that up put a put a little more effort like can we please get a little more effort into into it you know into what it is that we're playing so that way we feel more comfortable mm-hmm. you know you always want your customer to feel comfortable and i'm, I'm not trying to just like you know like attack capcom or something i'm just saying that no, because a lot of these little, they're, they're very little things. They're very highly specific. They're very exactly. highly specific. See, here's, here's the thing. I'm going to like, see, even on my podcast, I keep it real, but I'm, I'm trying to let you guys know that your favorite players, the people that you're watching, the people that you follow on Twitter and everything like that, the, these same players that you follow have bitched just as much as I have in back in the day and even still today. These same players still complain. And by complain, I'm talking about worse complaints than me. These same players are not real when it comes to their social media. And I'm, it, it's so sad to see that. And this is, again, uh, on some philosophical shit that we, you and I can get into maybe later on or whatever. But I'm seeing a lot of people just follow the the hottest trend and or to just like somebody because you're just liking that somebody for uh, and I'm for for example like look at this you you obviously remember my abigail post right where i said yo you seriously got some brain cells missing if you find abigail as a hype character 
you know, and I, and I didn't use the perfect choice of words, but fuck, forgive me for speaking on my Twitter. Right. Um, that was like, that blew up so heavily, like so heavily because I said that, right. People were quoting my tweet, getting thousands and thousands of likes just from their memes and whatever they were saying. And it was like even spoke spoken about in tournaments that I was going to right? PAX, you know who PAX is, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I've met him. Karen player from UK. Hmm. He's, he's one of my homies, but okay. he, he's very well known in the FGC. From... Uh, oh yeah. Never, oh yeah. I, sorry. I, when you said PAX originally, I was like, I, I went to Penny, Penny Arcade Expo, which was like, uh, I went to a whole other place with that, but I'm I'm with you yeah. now. I'm sorry. For yeah, the, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so you you know Pax, right? Yeah. Very well known player. He made a tweet about Abigail calling him retarded. He made a tweet uh, and like a list of tweets he's been tweeting about Abigail. But you see people commenting on it with like ha 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 lol and they like it. Where is the chat about that? Where where is the, you know, FGC n- new story of the day another top player says something? <laughs> Right, but yeah. there there isn't that because of this fucking. Is Akuma a weak character? It's Christy, you know. Christie's the one who's saying it. Like, yo, listen, I'm a human being. I've said stupid shit before. It's a I'm, weird. It's a weird thing where people within the FGC have to assume responsibility for the, the things that they say across all you know, of I, FGC. I think there's a certain degree. There's a certain degree. Like, if I say something really wrong and like you know let's just say regarding like sex or race or anything that's like wrong you know you should keep let's keep pg on this podcast no well, talks of, of fucking I, there will be no discussion no, no, of... not, i'm not talking about fucking i'm talking about like you know like uh like gender gender uh, topics okay. and whatnot yeah you know um, i'm not like over here on my twitter like hurting anybody or saying anything that is you know you shouldn't be saying or even thinking, I should say. But um, I, I'm over here just saying, like, my mind on a certain situation, but it's being taken as that, you know? It, like, for my comment about, like, makeup with women, that literally went so viral that I had so many trans people, women, men, every type of gender blasting me. Every gender was just blasting me. And I was like, did you even read what I said that I don't mind makeup on women? There was people like quoting my tweet and saying, oh, people don't put makeup on for you or how do you not like makeup or something? Like you're literally taking the words out of my mouth and just fucking putting it in a blender and then adding shit in it. And then you're creating a fucking shit smoothie and you're calling it my thoughts, my words. And that's not what it is. Like I I don't care anymore the way that I used to in terms of if people look at me at a certain way, if you don't know me, then you don't know me. And I don't blame you for having a judgment on me based on your societal approach, right? Based on what you hear from society, what you think that you know about me. I don't blame you for that. And or if I how make, much credence you give to interactions on Twitter. Yeah. But, and the thing is, okay. the, the thing is, if I say something that is wrong or if i say something that actually hurts you or offends you can i ask you how hard it is to message me hey can you explain your thoughts on this for a second 
I'd like to talk to you about it because I kind of didn't understand or kind of offended me. I would be like, hey, absolutely. So this is how I feel. Let's talk as civilized human beings. But what happens is if I say something, quote tweet, oh, what a fucking piece of shit, motherfucking Jesus believing piece of fuck, you know, like instead of actually talking to somebody, now it's just turned into a mob mentality. The FGC has turned into this mob mentality of let's just do what is popular rather than let's sit down and actually have a conversation with somebody, you know, and this is this goes very philosophical and very deep within the FGC as well. But basically what I, what I kind of want to end my piece on is there's I'm no stranger to to hatred from a lot of people, you know, and I don't mind it. it it's helped me become a better human being. It's helped me it's helped my experience in life become better and much more positive for me. And if you do dislike me for whatever reason that it is, or if you do hate me for whatever reason that it is, I'm glad that at some level I make you happy in some way. You know, if you get enjoyment from your life, if you really get enjoyment from your life by talking about me or saying things about me or whatever, then I'm glad that, hey, at least I'm making somebody happy, whether or not they hate me. You you want to talk about me, that means that I'm part of your day, you know? And, and, and you can't help some people. Some people, no matter how much I sit here and talk about who I am or, or you know, how they should view me or whatever, like you have your own opinion at the end of the day and you're going to choose whatever you choose. But I just know that if you were to come up to me in tournament and shake my hand and say, hey, uh, my name's this, nice to meet you i'll shake your hand back and say hey nice to meet you as well you know you know what i'm saying i, I don't hold yeah. grudges on anybody or anything and there's been bro there's been so many people that have shook my hands and have the next day said some shit about me and it just makes me laugh at that point oh, you know? i'm gonna i'm gonna quote tweet the shit out of whatever you post next oh, <laughs> like Im- immediate I, i'm I doing it currently I, I don't i don't mind it you know like i have i have more things that are going on inside of my mind that cause me grief than worrying about your thoughts about who I am. You know, oh, I have what? My- like you're mentally stable in 2018. Weird. Well, what could be wrong in this year of our Lord 2018? <laughs> like that's <laughs> everything's fine. I don't know what you could be talking about that would perhaps cause mental duress. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's a much longer conversation for much longer perhaps conversation. another time. Uh, yeah. And I think that'll wrap everything up. We're just running up into an hour here. So yeah, uh, well, let for- me let me actually say one more thing. If you don't okay, mind. Yeah. all right, you go. This, it- I mean. The, this is I'm eating into your time right now. I think okay. I should no, 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 no. It's all good. All good. Um, you know, I'm, if you've never met me before, come say hi to me in tournament. If you even if you don't like me or something, just come talk to me for a minute or two and you'll get a different vibe than what you have been experiencing from just either social media and or from listening to what others say about me. Just come talk to me and I'll be real with you. That's one thing that I really find happiness within myself is being able to be real with people and talk to them about everything that goes on in their mind, you know? So like get to know me, get to know me a little bit, you know? And if you hate me, then fuck it. You hate me. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. And in, on that note, Chris, where can people quote tweet you at? You can <laughs> quote tweet me on Twitter at Chris underscore Tatarian. Make it original. 
please, can you just make me laugh with something that you say? You know, there's been some good ones before. Um, Only highbrow insults here on, on yes, Chris yes. underscore Tatarian. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Instagram at Chris underscore Tatarian as well. I also want to thank everybody for, you know, giving me your time to just listen to my thoughts. That means a lot to me. And um, you guys should listen to the gauntlet. Follow the gauntlet. Uh, on Twitter, it's at GauntletCast. We help you level up. We give you more of a personal experience with the FGC. You get to hear a lot of crazy-ass stories with us. And uh, you'll get to uh, really connect with with us through the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. And that will do it for another episode of RSF Radio. Again, I'm Joe Monday. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter if you haven't checked out already. But until next time, or I'm actually probably going to record another episode tomorrow for like the actual Thursday show. I might release this one, try and get this one out tonight and then have the regularly scheduled podcast every Thursday or Thursday night or however the fuck I get things going. But until then, folks, take care. Thank you.